turn to the book of Hosea tonight, 10th chapter of that book. Read one verse in the 10th chapter of the book of Hosea. Pretty straightforward consideration tonight, but we'll begin with Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12, where it says, Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. Let's bow our heads and ask the Lord to bless our considerations tonight. Heavenly Father, we praise you, Lord, for this time that we've set aside, Lord. We can come together in fellowship with one another, fellowship with you, Father, considering a piece of your word, Father, to be fed eternally, Father, in spirit. And Lord, this time that we've set aside, Lord, to seek your face, to seek your will, to worship, to praise together. Father, we're grateful for this time. And Lord, where we're not grateful in it, help us to be more so, Lord. Bless the time that we have and help us always to redeem it and redeem it wisely. Bless us now, we pray, Father, and be glorified in this consideration in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there's a reason why the Word of God tells us to redeem the time. It says that in a couple of different places it uses that terminology, and there's a reason why we quote this passage, these passages, I guess you could say, um, that we're familiar with in Ephesians 5 and Colossians 4, respectively. We see there in Ephesians 5, See then that you walk circumspectly, Paul says, not as fools, but as wise. And it goes on to say how, how to walk circumspectly or what that entails. It says redeeming the time to take that time and invest it correctly or to buy up that time. You invest into that time because the days are evil. And similar, similarly, he says in Colossians 4, verse 5, Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. It has something to do with money or value, redeeming redeeming this time. We say in this culture, time is money. We say it quite frequently, as a matter of fact. And I guess that to a certain extent that there is value in time, we understand, but it isn't exactly money. Uh, you could make a correlation, some kind of financial or fiscal correlation there. It's not hard to do. But I think more accurately would be that time is like money. It is kind of a, well, a commodity. Money isn't necessarily a commodity. You pay for objects and and commodities are things that are of value that you can pay money for, but it's a resource to us, time is. It's something that's available to us, something that holds a measure of value. So when we say time is money, it makes sense. Like money, different individuals, to a certain measure, have more time available to them than others. And I qualify that by saying they have more disposable time, as some people have more disposable income, more disposable uh, finances or money than others. Some have more time in total and their longevity than others do. Some leave this world very, very early, very, very quickly. Some leave after some long number of days, uh, relatively speaking. Um, What remains true, however, is that time is the same for everybody. Not just the measure of time that we have allotted to each one of us, but a day is a day. My day is 24 hours. Diane's day is 24 hours. Molly's day is 24 hours. Caroline's day is 24 hours. It doesn't matter the value that we hold. It doesn't matter our bank accounts. It doesn't matter our age. My day is 24 hours long. It's not longer than that. It's not shorter than that. It is what it is, if you want to say it that way. It does not matter who you are. 24 hours is a day. What differs is what we do with it, what we do with that day, what we invest that day, how we redeem those 24 
ours. Proverbs 12.11 says, He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread. But he who follows frivolity, it says in the New King James Version, that's not typically a word that we use, but it means vain or empty things. He who follows empty things, mindless things, valueless things, is devoid of understanding. So let me just apply that to us and just make a little statement here for you, is that the decisions that we make and the choices that we Well, that we make for ourselves and the things and the relationships and the ambitions that we choose for ourselves and that we choose to pursue, all of these decisions have some bearing, directly influence how our time is spent in a very real measure, in a very quantifiable and qualitative measure. How we spend our time is directly related to the choices that we make. You want to be parents? It's going to cost you. Well... In a lot of different ways, it'll cost you financially, emotionally, but it's going to cost you time. Time that you might have had in a disposable type of capacity is no longer disposable time to you. It's going to be for disposable diapers is what it's going to be. It's going to be spent on these little things that you're going to have. Want to be a doctor? Want to be a lawyer? It's going to cost you time. It's going to affect the time that you have. Want to travel the world. Even hobbies that you determine that you're going to pursue and chase after. It's going to cost you time. You have to invest your time into those things. And no matter what you do, no matter who you are, again, no matter what your social status is, whatever the situation, you have 24 hours in every day to devote to each one of those respective commitments. Work, school, family, church, recreation, rest, sleep, all the things in between. All the other housework, going to get gas, getting groceries, appointments that you have, all of those things, you have to divide out those 24 hours in a day. That is, unless, unless something remarkable happens, Uh, unless the Lord chooses to lengthen your day, you could say. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 12. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 12 tells us that the Lord has taken opportunity to lengthen a day. He's done it more than once. I could take you to Hezekiah, but I won't. Let's look at this piece in Joshua chapter 10. Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered them up, or delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down. For about a whole day, it seems God prolonged a day for them to accomplish what they were doing. To defeat those, well, those Amorites, right? Uh, Was it the, yeah, it was the Amorites. I get the Amorites and Ammonites confused in my tongue from time to time. They had extra time to gain the victory over those Amorites. It wasn't, well, it wasn't unlike what happened with Hezekiah when Hezekiah asked, well, he asked for the Lord to set it back, set the time, the sun back 10 degrees made the day longer. How come? How come the Lord lengthened the day for Joshua and Israel? If you want to get right down to the simplicity of it, in verse 14 of this same chapter, it says the Lord fought for Israel. The Lord had a purpose for Israel there. The Lord saw that it was according to his will to a lot extra time to these ones. I don't watch soccer very often because one of the things that drives me nuts is extra time. I don't know if there are any soccer fans here. Man, I can't stand extra time. If you don't know soccer, and I don't know soccer, but what I know is here's the end of the game. 
and one team is winning, and maybe by one goal, and then they just keep on going, and the timer is just continuing. And I'm like, I remember seeing it the first time. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Is this overtime? They're not tied. It's it's overtime. No, it's extra time. The soccer nerds tell me, you know, it's extra time. How long is it? What's up to the refs? Based on what? Well, a lot of different things, and they can't tell me what it's based upon. And then all of a sudden, it's just over. You know, it's just it's done. And I'm sorry, I'm getting angry about it, but it kind of gets my kind of gets my goat. I don't watch soccer, man. Four quarters, man. Two teams line up, 11 on 11. Man, that's it. Three periods in wrestling. It's a done deal. Sudden death, criteria, whatever the case might be. Soccer time has extra time left at the discretion of the refs or whatever. I don't know. But you know, when the Lord says extra time's needed, I'll leave it to his discretion. I'll be fine with that. I'm totally good if the Lord says extra time. That's fine because it's to his timing and it was according to his will. And he had a plan for Israel and for Joshua. And it was for their good. And he said, you know what, this day is going to be perhaps a little longer than 24 hours. And so God did what was needed to accommodate his will, his timing, and the good of his people. Now, if he doesn't lengthen your time, and in my 47 years and two months, or almost two months, to my knowledge, he hasn't lengthened my day, a single one of my days past 24 hours. So what I need to do is I need to consider my day. Uh, I need to look and see, what do I need to do? Do I have enough time for it in this 24-hour period? There are certain days of my life that I look at them, I'm like, I get to the end of the day, and I'm thinking, where did it go? What exactly did I do? My to-do list, not only has it not had anything checked off, but there are extra things on it now that weren't there in the morning. 24 hours has gone past, and I don't even know what's going on. And, And the Lord, I've asked... I haven't asked him, lengthen my day. I've asked him, help me get done what I need to get done today. And then at, when, at the end of the day, I don't have those things done. And it, it chaps me sometimes, I'll be honest, until I sit and I think to myself, wait a sec. If the Lord had wanted me to get those things done, I gave it my best effort. If I truly needed to get all of those things done, could he not have given me extra time? Absolutely he could have. And to this day, he still has not. So what do I take from that? I take this. If I trust the Lord's timing, if I'm doing what is in his will for me, what he's given me the liberty to do, if not specifically doing as he's led me to do, and if he's set on seeing to my good, and he is, then there must be exactly enough time in a day for me to do exactly what I need to do, if not time to do precisely what I want to do. He's just leaving it to me to allot the appropriate time to that day, to the things that I'm supposed to do, to do what is needed, to find his mind in things and to do what is needed, not necessarily just what I want to do. To, do, to be not lagging in diligence, as Paul says in Romans 12:11, fervent in spirit, And serving the Lord. Lord, I need more time, I might say. 24 hours it is. There it remains, 24 hours. Maybe we just differ from Joshua sometimes when we see our day going away and not getting done what we want to do, not getting done the things that we might intend to do. Perhaps it's because of James 4.3, where he says, You ask and do not receive. That That extra hour, perhaps, to make it 25, or the extra capability to get done those things that... I want to do, or perhaps that I should have done but didn't. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. And sometimes 
I'm guilty of that. I waste my time. Perhaps you've wasted your time. I don't know what goes on in your life. But I would imagine, if you're like me anyway, that sometimes you waste your time. And it's not so much that there isn't enough time in the day, but that I have misappropriated my time for that day. The Lord doesn't need to give me 25 hours in a day. He just needs to help me to find the responsibility and the maturity to apply those 24 hours appropriately and accordingly to the things that he wants for me. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. He has some things he wants us to do. He has some things that he says that we truly need. We might not want those things. We might want other things and believe we need those other things and to invest time in those other things. And the Lord is good to give us things that we want. He's good to give us time to, well, to recreate, right? To have recreation, do those things. He's good to give us Well, to be gracious to us and merciful to us. But may we be considerate of what the will of the Lord is. And apply that will and understanding to our text that we read. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Invest your time into the right things. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. Sometimes that's exactly what we need to do, is just take the time to seek Him. And then once we've sought him about what he wants us to do, then we need to make sure we take the time to do what we sought him for. And he told us, tells us what to do. Make sure we take the time to do that. If you need more time in the day to accomplish what the Lord desires you to do, what he believes you need to do, he will give you that time. He'll give you a 25th, 26th, 35th, 36th hour. But what we tend to truly need is just to better apply the time that we're given. And I'm speaking directly to myself. Saints, invest your time into the Lord's will for you. His word, his way, his purpose, his ambitions for you, his path, all of those things. And you will find that you have all of the necessary time that you need to accomplish those things that you need to accomplish. The Lord is good that way. It's his will for you. He will provide for you all the time that you need.